I'm going to go to the next. The next thing we're going to be in is the ministry of John the Baptist. And this will be Matthew chapter 3, verse 1 through 12. I told you this is going to be a little different than Romans. Matthew chapter 3, starting in verse 1, reading through verse 12. Whenever you're there, say amen. Amen. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> the ministry of John the Baptist, Matthew, Matthew chapter 3, verse 1 through verse 12. Amen. Amen. <laughs> okay, we'll try it one more time. If you're there, say amen. Amen. Y'all are so fast. Okay, starting in verse 1. In those days came John the Baptist preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, Repent you, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this is he who was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah, saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare you the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. And the same John had his raiment of camel's hair and a leather girdle about his loins. And his meat was locusts and wild honey. Then went out to him Jerusalem and all Judea and all the region around, round about Jordan. And were baptized of him in Jordan, confessing their sins. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees come to his baptism, he said unto them, O generation of vipers, <clears throat> who has warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bring forth therefore fruits. Meet for repentance, and think not to say within yourselves, We have Abraham to our father. For I say unto you that God is able of these stones to raise up children unto Abraham. And now also the axe is laid unto the root of the trees. Therefore, every tree which brings not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he who comes after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire, whose fan is in his hand, and he will thoroughly purge his floor and gather his wheat into the garner, but he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. Okay, so verse 1. So preaching is the manner in which the Lord has chosen to deliver His message. Preaching is foolishness to people. That God, creator of the whole universe, would choose the method of preaching. Yep, that's what He chose. So that's, yeah. uh, that's what He chose. Huh? Uh, in the wilderness of Judea refers to the area of Jericho. So if you got your map, hopefully you should be able to find it somewhere. But it's basically a wilderness in the area of Jericho. So verse 2. And saying, Repent you, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. John's message was repentance. Repentance. Here you got this definition on your hand now. Repentance is to be sorry or to regret. To be sorry enough to turn from evil to God. From evil ways to God's ways. It is impossible for one to be born again without at least entering into the spirit of repentance. 
this is not necessarily stressed enough and not, not there are many churches that do there are many churches that absolutely still teach this strongly but there are some that do not that basically there doesn't need to be a heart of repentance in order to be saved mm. that you don't necessarily need to repent of being sinful that you just need to believe that God loves you or baloney you're missing a big part of it right. that you're sinful hence you need a savior right. that's kind of like a major it's a major part you know, I was reading this book by um, Michael Brown, and one, one of the things he points out is it's really a false doctrine that's been going around very heavily, you know, and it's basically, it says, oh, it just means to agree with God. Well, God, yeah, that's a sin. Well, that's a beginning, but that's not truly repentance. Repentance right. is that you agree and you change. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't mean that you just go, yep, God, you're right, that's a sin. Right. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. but, but that's really taught so heavily that you don't have a understanding. That's still good religion. Yeah, yeah. you have to actually repent. So you can't continue living how yeah. you live. Right. It's, you know? it's kind of it kind of goes uh, parallel, man, hand in hand with what uh, James James basically said, "Faith without works." You say you believe, well, great. Just to say a, a mouth profession. Oh yeah, I believe in God. Well, even the demons believe. Yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They believe that there is a God. Yeah. So, oh, I believe that there's a God. Well, great. But even the demons believe that. See, what you need to believe is that you're a sinner and that Jesus is the Son of God. God manifests in the flesh. 100% man. 100% God. And He died on the cross taking your place because you're the one that sinned, not Him. Yes. That's true. See, that's really... So it, it exact it goes hand in hand with the two like what okay well cool whatever you believe that that's wrong but that's why repentance is being sorry but also a turning it doesn't stop with just on oh, sorry no no repentance is being sorry and turning right I will give you. And you got it on your handout, I'm pretty sure. I think I put it in there. Repentance means to completely change one's mind over the view previously held. It means a complete alteration of the basic motivation and direction of one's life. Now, now I'm going to give you an aspect of repentance that understanding the cross brings out. Because most of the time we think of repentance and it's right, but it doesn't necessarily give you the full picture. Yeah. We think of repentance for sin, which is absolutely right because I already told you that everything is sin. But it's not really the full picture. Because most of the time we think of sins, we just think of actions. Right. Yeah. So we think, okay, just repent from that action. No, no, no. Repentance from the wrong belief system that you have. Repentance from the wrong object of faith. That's really the problem. That means that you recognize that that's not right. And then you turn from it. And then you not only just turn, but you actually turn and place your faith in the right thing. That's right. Because it's more about 
what your faith is in. Sanctification is really more about that. And because as your faith is purified, and it's less in self, less in other things, and more in the finished work of Calvary, then as that's purified, guess what you'll see less of in your life? Acts of sin. So that it's, it's right, but it's only like half the picture. So then you just focus on the fruit being manifested, and you think if I can just get rid of the fruit being manifested, then the tree is good. No, the tree's still bad. Yeah. 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 You might get rid of that fruit, but you're going to have another one. Yeah. Right. And there are worse fruits. Because some fruits we don't see. We can see drugs and alcohol. Look, we can see that. But we not so easy to see pride, self-righteousness. See, those are hard. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Because they can actually be hidden. Yeah. It could be real hard to hide. <laughs> Some they blatantly obvious in the open. But we can hide those other things. So the re repentance is really more about repent from the wrong object of faith. Repent from the wrong direction that your faith is heading in. Repent from that and turn to the right way. Israel, repent from your wrong direction of belief to the right direction. Because remember, they were waiting on the Messiah that's going to dethrone yeah, Rome right. and everything, and they're going to have a, we're going to have a conquering Messiah. No, you're going to have a suffering Messiah. Because he needs to reign spiritually, and they're looking for a oh, yeah. physical kingdom, and he needs to establish the the one in your heart and in your life, the spiritual rule and reign of Christ. But they weren't interested in that; they were interested in what they wanted. Yeah. Right. That is true. That is true. So repent, Israel, from the wrong direction that you're going. Repent from faith in self. Repent. From faith in anything other than Christ and the cross. You're going to have to repent from it. That means not only acknowledge that it's not right. But then you're going to have to, you're going to, have to turn. You're going to have to go. The, you're going to have to put your faith in the right thing. Not just say, oh yeah, that's wrong. And then we just keep on going that direction. Because faith in anything other than Christ is sin. sin. Right. So that's where, yes, uh, repentance from sin, but that's kind of only half the picture. You don't really get the full thrust of what the Spirit is saying. And that's what the Lord really is. Repent from the wrong direction of your faith. Yeah. Your faith is in other things. Repent from that. So that's why he talked about faith so much in the New Testament, why he addressed it so much? Christ? Well, faith is the most important thing for us. Without, the, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Faith is precious, more precious than gold. Mm -hmm. Without faith, we don't make it. Right. Without faith, we can't be saved. That's why it's the most important thing. It, without that... But he's specifically talking about faith in 
Right. His person. Right. Jesus yes. is saying faith in the rock. Me. Faith in me and what I'm going to do. And they weren't having any part of that. The moment he attached himself and basically, basically revealed that he was the sacrifice, uh -huh. all the ones that they'd offered up, they were ready to stone him. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's blasphemy. Yeah. But that's what he was saying. No, faith in me right. and what I'm going to do. And my, you definitely can't die on a cross, but even though they did not. That's why, well, if you're the Messiah, take yourself down from there. See, the, all because of what? Because of the wrong thought process, wrong faith. Faith in something else. Faith in the wrong thing called that caused them to crucify their Messiah. This is why I tell you so strongly, you better pay attention to what you listen to. It's lawful for you. And I'm not going to stand up and say that if you do that, you're going to hell. I'm not going to say that because I can't say that. I don't have scripture to say that to you. But I can tell you 100% with the backing of scripture that it is not going to benefit your faith. And you will put yourself in danger. But that's your choice. Yeah. I'm not going to put law on you. Because I know that doing that is going to make things way worse. Mm -hmm. But I tell you that it won't. And if you're truly born again and you love the Lord with all your heart, guess what you want to do? You want to please Him and you want to grow in your faith. So you don't want to do something that's not pleasing to God. That's, that's not going to edify your faith. You see? Okay, verse 3 says, For this is He who was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah, saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare you the way of the Lord, make His paths straight. So this is quoted from Isaiah chapter 40, verse 3. Isaiah chapter 40. Verse 3, the voice of one crying in the wilderness refers to a deep, heartfelt, emotional preaching. Praise God, that's good news if you've heard me teach this class. Then. <laughs> a deep, heartfelt, emotional preaching. You know how I can really kind of get a good feel around if somebody just has head knowledge or if they have heart knowledge? Is there a D? Now I lost it. Heartfelt and emotion. Because emo we have emotion. Right. We're not to be led and guided by emotions, but they're there. And I'm glad that they are. Because when the Spirit of the Lord moves upon me, it's, my, it's the emotion that I feel that makes me because it's not just here. If all I got is just a head knowledge, then I'm just going to be a jerk. <laughs> because I'm better than you. Because I know the truth and you don't. <laughs> but if I have the, if I have it here, then it's not a, I'm better than you. No, it's an experiential. I've seen it. Right. Well, I've said it before in here. But I had a wrong object of faith when I was in Bible college. And the Lord dealt with me about that in his wonderful way that he does. Uh, the threshing floor. <laughs> <laughs> because the flesh has got to be separated yes. from the spirit. Now, I really was hoping we were going to get there, but we're not. 
<laughs> because that's it's there's too it's too important to just give you a quick so that be nice. But the the flesh, the wrong something that my faith was in that I didn't even know until the Lord revealed it to me. I didn't know until He showed me. My faith was in something. It wasn't that I didn't have faith in God at all. If I didn't, I wouldn't be saved. The truth is, we're a mixture of faith in Christ and what He's done and faith in other things, whether it's self or whatever it is. We are a mixture, hence sanctification. Hence, that's why it's used as purification. Just because gold has impurities in it doesn't mean it's not gold. Yeah, that's true. Just because you're not, you don't have the pure, perfect faith, doesn't mean you're not saved. Praise God. Yeah, praise God. Praise God. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait. Praise God. <laughs> Doesn't mean you're not saved. Praise God. But I had a wrong object of faith, so the Lord sanctified me. We've got to get rid of that wrong object of faith. Got to purify my faith. Got to separate the wheat from the chaff. Got to separate that which is of the spirit and that which is of the flesh. If it's of the spirit, it's faith in Christ and the cross. If it's of the flesh, it's faith in anything other than that. Right. And I had faith in something else. And really, it was just controlling me, dominating me. I was never happy. I was always miserable, it seemed like. I'm not going to tell you what it is. Like I've said before, sin is a buffet. Eat off your own plate. <laughs> so, I had this, this wrong object of faith. And the Lord had to bring me to the threshing floor. And it's painful. But if he doesn't do that, I won't grow. If he doesn't get rid of the... If he doesn't prune the suckers on the... Then it'll mess up the growth. Right. So you gotta the flesh the flesh has to die. Yes. I'm just I'm just giving you a heads up on something. It's gonna burn up either way, the flesh is gonna experience the fire. Either now or later. You're either gonna experience the flesh is either gonna die now or it's gonna die at the judgment seat of Christ when it's burnt up. Wood, hay, stubble. So it's gonna go anyway, you know, but just let it go. <laughs> just let it go. That's really sanctification is really that more than it is anything else. Yes. That separating the flesh from the spirit, that which is faith in Christ, the of the spirit, and that which is faith in anything else. It's the flesh. So I have faith in something else, and here's the threshing floor, and I feel like I'm not going to make it. I'm going to die. This is miserable. The ox and the cart is being pulled over me. <laughs> weed is being separated from the chaff. I'm like, this is it. I'm going to give up all life. This is horrible. <laughs> and of course, in this whole process, the enemy is right there. I'm so weak that all I can do is just, Lord, I trust you. Mm -hmm. Lord, I trust you. I just, 
I trust you. I don't, I don't know what to do. I'm giving this to you because I don't know what to do with it. Right. I do that a lot. I see it and I can't change it. I see that it's there and I see it's sin, but I can't change it. I can't change me. Lord, I need you. And then, as I began to see the cross and everything that Christ had done for me, and I, I began to place my faith in it, and it daily, then eventually, guess what wasn't there? Not overnight. But eventually, my faith wasn't in the other thing any longer. Yeah. And the sin that, the acts of sin that came along with it weren't there either. And I didn't walk around like my, just like my world was garbage. <laughs> That's how I felt before. God hates me. God, blah, blah, blah. That's how I felt. Because it's just all about me. But when you submit to the Lord and the threshing floor, I heard Sister Sharon say it before, that if you just submit to the cross and you just die, you'll find that you'll be dancing on your coffin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, man, Sister Sharon, you crazy. And then, and then, and then I experienced it. And then I was like, she wasn't lying. Yeah. 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 I died to that object of faith. Yeah. And I placed it in the right object of faith. And what I found is that I didn't even need that anyway. Yeah. Amen. That it was actually rubbing. From me, what I thought I needed was robbing from me. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Oh, mommy! Oh, There are things that we have that we grasp onto with an iron grip that we think, and most of the time, I'll be honest, it's because we think it's right. right. Mm -hmm. That we're just not willing to let go. I'm here to tell you, go burn up anyway. <laughs> go burn up anyway. And what you find, you what you might find out when you just trust the Lord and you let it go, is that it was robbing from you anyway. It was stealing joy from you, peace, hope. Right. right. Mm -hmm. It was distorting your understanding of God. All these different things. Sure. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, prepare you the way of the Lord. Make verse three. Prepare you the way of the Lord. Make his paths straight. Pur the purpose of John the Baptist's ministry was to prepare the hearts of Israel for the coming of Christ. Prepare means to make ready. And it refers to a Middle Eastern custom of workers filling in potholes in the road, making the road smooth for the arrival of a king. So that was that was John's 
Go. There in the Old Testament, it talked about cities of refuge. Cities of refuge where if someone committed a crime, they could run to that city of refuge and they would be safe until basically the high priest that was currently there died. And then after that, they were good to go. Well, if someone committed something and they were desperately in a hurry to get to that city of refuge, they would want a really nice road without potholes because your life depended on it. Because you were being chased. If you killed somebody, somebody that was part of that family was coming for you. And there were signs on the side of the road that would point to the city of refuge, basically saying this way, directional signs. Welcome to the ministry of John the Baptist. Welcome to the ministry of every God-called minister. And even for the the laity. You a sign on the side of the road saying this way to the city of refuge. Who are we talking about? Jesus. This way to Christ. This way to safety. This way to salvation. This way to forgiveness. Amen. The best time. Love to be a sign on the side of the road. (laughs) John, in a sense, acted like that and he prepared the way. If there was anything wrong with the road, he would, the hearts of Israel, he was there to prepare their hearts, to make it right, to smooth out the, right, right. Okay, you know what, that seems like a really good place to stop. So next week we will get in verse 4, which we'll start talking more about. Uh, basically John's clothing and John's appearance and everything.